3: in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach.
0: I gotta ask you this, out there, Christian America.
1: It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Dobenmeyer.
0: Hey, good morning. A little bit worn out. I was just saying before we came live on the show. You know, Steve Deck and and uh, Bob and Tammy Evans and Ken Wardine and. Judd showed up yesterday. These guys worked my butt off the last three days. I'm, I'm way behind on, on answering emails and phone calls and text messages. And I didn't even know if I wanted to get up this morning because of all the stuff that really I didn't get to do the last three days. I, I thank those guys that came, did unbelievable work cleaning up Sky High. It's been amazing. Couldn't have done it without, uh, without them. I'm not going to continue to say I just I, they know how much. You know, Woody Hayes talked about paying forward paying forward. You know one of the hardest things to do? One of the hardest things to do is accept free effort from somebody else. It's hard to do. It's a, it's a pride issue, I suppose, you know, a pride. And, you know, these guys come, and they give all their time and effort and energy. Steve Deck worked like a oh, – gee, he worked like I – I don't even know what he worked like for nothing, right? These are highly <laughs> – Talented guys. And it's hard for me sometimes just to say, yeah, stop doing that, will you? But uh, I just, you know, I just want to acknowledge it. All of you out there. Same thing. Uh, Myra, Myra, you pray us in because if I get going on this, it'll be an hour before I get done with it. So, Sure, so, coach. i delighted. As as
5: it is written Psalm eleven one through 7. In the Lord put I my trust. How see ye my soul free as a bird to your mountain. For lo the weak can bend their bow they make ready their arrow upon the string, that mm-hmm. they may privately shoot at the upright in heart. If their Amen. foundations be destroyed what mm-hmm. can the righteous do? Amen. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Amen. Lord's throne is in heaven his eye behold his eyelids try the children of men wow. the Lord trieth the righteous but the wicked and him that love and balance his soul hateth. upon the wicked he shall rain snares oh. fire and brimstone and an horrible tempest This shall be the portion of their cup.
0: Amen. Give it to him, Lord.
5: For the righteous, Lord, loveth righteousness. His consents doth behold the holy upright. Holy Trinity, you're welcome to coach Dave Heidel, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, and joy to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen, Myra. Thank you. I want to get I want to get Ray in here real quick. I want to give Ray a chance to talk about the event they're having up in Wisconsin. I haven't really given him a whole lot of chance to tell us what's going on. Uh, come on in, Ray.
6: <clears throat> yeah, thanks, Coach. Um it's coming up real quick. Uh, another month away, uh September 9th, 10th, and eleventh. So just remember the 9-11 uh, weekend. Yeah. And uh, it's it's gonna be meaningful and impactful. Um, Of course, we got you coming out, Coach, and everybody's looking forward to that. Uh, Along with that, um, boy, I'm telling you, if anybody hasn't heard Pastor Matt Torella, uh, now's the time to come out, and he's going to be scheduled to speak, and he's always got something impactful to say that's uh, prevalent for today's society and what we're going through, along with uh, his uh, brother-in-law.
0: Son-in-law. Son-in-law,
6: I mean. Now, Jason uh, is a Head to say now people don't know yeah. that and uh, he he's a man to his own uh, making as well uh involvement uh, I mean my goodness sake pat pastor matreella with uh, uh, mercy seat ministries and dot this is not your normal pastor this is a man of God this is a, a, a fiery man of God that anyone would love to be around in here. And, and you're going to get something out of that. Along with the local, uh, a, this woman's running for attorney general. Her name's Karen Mueller. And uh, she's a dedicated hardcore uh, on fire Christian as well. And she wants to, uh, uh, to the plow and, and come in and, and try to run for the attorney general position, which August 9th is the is the time that she's uh, we got to go would to vote, and uh, this woman uh, is going to be with us also, and uh, she's going to have some valuable information to share on, and like I say, even if she loses, um, what it's like to get involved in a race. and, and
0: Ray, No of, more than that, Ray. It's going to be great fellowship, isn't it?
6: Hey, that's that's the next thing I was going for, is the yep. fellowship is rich, and you're going to of each other, because uh, we've limited the amount of speakers so that for that particular cause so that you guys can mm-hmm. get to know
0: each other. So thanks. Okay. Great. Awesome. Ray. So folks, that's September 9, 10, 11, by the way, same, I got another, there's another event going on that same weekend for you on the East coast. There's an event going on at the faith monument, faith Memorial. If you're looking for something to do and you can not make it all the way to Wisconsin, we're partnering with uh, the uh, resistance chicks going back to the faith monument. I'll get that up on the website as well. So nine one one is going to be a big, big weekend and Ray appreciate and Neil. All the work you guys are doing up there to make that happen. There's a lot of stuff up on the schedule, and uh, uh, we we need. Uh, we're trying to give you the opportunity to to get involved. A uh, lot, lot of stuff, lot of stuff on the periphery. I want to I want to get to again. I want to thank Bob Evans and Tammy and man, what a what a wonderful couple days that we had here and the hard work that they put in. And Bob Evans is like my dad. He can do all those things that I couldn't do. And uh, Bob, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, what I want to show you here first, I want to show you Psalm 140. That's what I want to do. I didn't number them this morning, Spence. Psalm 140. <clears throat> uh, it's up on your screen. Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Time out a minute. Did you guys know these were in Psalms were like this? Did you guys know that these imprecatory Psalms were all throughout? Huh? We've been taught to lay down, roll over, let them have us. Now I gotta tell you, that's not the heart of the, that's not the heart of our Lord. Our Lord's a conquering king. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. How would you like to take on? How'd you like to take on that, that trio, huh? Conquered them all. Wouldn't pass him, lay back, let them have him. He picked his times, he picked his spots, he picked his moments. When it was time to speak, he spoke. And worry about the consequences of speaking the truth? and if we would be if we would uh, by the way, are you ready? Jesus Christ searched the gospels. Jesus Christ rarely spoke the gospel in love, rarely, boys and girls. He spoke the truth. and he got in trouble even with those who were his supporters, because he was so straightforward, truthful. And they've told us, they've taught us in America today that if, you can, if it isn't nice, you can't say it. Share the truth in love, brother. Share in love. What, the, what, what are you even talking about? Share it in love. I'm sharing the truth because I do love you. You mean don't be harsh, don't hurt my feelings, don't convict me, don't allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in your life, be real nice and rub your back the whole time and tell you what a butthole you are? That's what I'm supposed to do? That's not my job. That wasn't the job of our Lord. He didn't come, despite what they've told you, he wasn't a hippie. He didn't didn't have beads around his neck, and he didn't come playing the ukulele. In righteousness, he judged and he made war. Why, Why can't we get this concept, and why can't we understand this? Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man and preserve me from the violent men, which imagine mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. Who are these evil men? They're they're continually gathered together for war. Against who? The the gathering for war against the Russians? Is that what's going on? The gathering for war against Israel? No. No, spiritual war, dudes. Freedom, tyranny. Liberty, tyranny. Freedom, what? They've sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Isn't that amazing? They fight with their tongue. Adders' poison is under their lips. Keep me, O oh Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man. Who have purposed to overthrow my goings. The proud have hid a snare for me. in cords. They spread a net by the wayside. They have set gins for me. So I said unto the Lord. Hey dude you're my God. Hear the voice of my Supplications, O oh Lord. O oh God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, thou hast covered my head in the day of battle, not the day of retreat, not the day of surrender, not the day of compromise. Grant not, O oh Lord, the desires of the wicked. I thought Jesus loved everybody. Further not his wicked device, lest they exalt themselves. Selah. That's like saying, amen, brother. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. He's praying, folks, David's praying for his enemies. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, cast into deep pits, that they rise not up again. Let not an evil speaker be established on the earth. Evil shall hunt the violent man to overthrow him. That's right, Lord. The ditch they've dug, let them fall in it, Lord. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. And surely the righteous shall give thanks into thy name; the upright shall dwell in thy presence. Amen, baby. Amen. Because if you <laughs> if you don't understand that the evil are raging today, I'm going to show you something here in just a second. Uh, Jr. and Jonathan, I pull, pull that. Click on that link real quick, quick there, Spence, If you could, Jr. and Jonathan joined me yesterday on uh, my Brideon show. Actually, those two guys have never met. It's soon going to be posted. I don't know if it's posted yet. I just sent it to Jared this morning, but it will be posted. We talked about family and reestablishing the nation, how we're going to do that. If everything fell apart, if everything got, either got better today or fell apart today, this, that was the theme of the show yesterday. If everything got better or everything got worse tomorrow, what is our plan to rebuild? Where do we start? Where do we start? We know this, but we really, for the most part, we don't have any plan. There's no plan to it. And Jonathan says it's the rebuilding of the man, and JR says it's the rebuilding of the family. It was really, really a pretty powerful 50 minute give and take. In fact, the producer, the guy who was producing the show, uh, <clears throat> said, Wow, <laughs> wow. I was listening close. He's a young guy, I was listening close. Because the truth is, we're in the mess that we're in because, oh my goodness. <clears throat> I'll go there, Lord. There are so many wounded saints. You know, we were talking the other day about uh, the uh, fatherhood wound, the father wound that most people carry. My wife and I got a, a communication this morning from someone's, you know, she's got to be careful who I say. Anyway, just trust me, somebody we know. Just bleeding, just bleeding out of her heart for something that happened 40 years ago 40 years ago and to think that a lot of people are trying to live their lives out of a wounded position and i saw it this weekend or this week these last 3 days when we when we were working up at sky high the need for men in particular to bond, to fellowship, to get together. Folks, the average guy at his average church, he doesn't get to do that. Maybe in the maybe in the church golf league. But the idea where they actually get together and sit down and get their elbows scraped and their, their knees dirty and dirt under their finger, fingernails and watch another guy operate in his gift and appreciate that other, other guy's gift. I just sat back and just, God, oh, I looked around. And then, you know, I began to realize this. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I don't think I was ever really fathered. I don't, I don't think I was. My dad coached, my, coached our little league baseball team. He was a good dad, but he worked. He earned money. He worked double shifts at Kaiser Aluminum to pay for the kids. He wasn't around much. My mom raised us. Dad was there. I mean, dad was there. Like I said, I laugh. I, you know, I don't know how to fix a motor, mower. He didn't know how to warm, but he didn't. He taught me how to play ball. I don't know if I ever had it. Did you guys ever have a deep, heart-to-heart talk with your dad about moral issues and the duties of men and what we're, we, we're supposed to do? And, and I, I, was was he not able to deliver that to me? Was he not part? Was he not parented? Listen, I don't want to go down that road too far down the road, but I, I, I know this. Listen, I'm going to tell you this because I love you. <clears throat> um, you have to cast off that weight that so easily ensnares you. And run with patience, the race that is set before you. Whatever that burden is, whatever that wounding is, whatever that pile of, of feces is that you carry on your shoulders every day about your past and how your dad treated you and your mom treated you, and you didn't get to be homecoming queen and you didn't get to be cheerleader and you got rejected by this guy, You gonna folks, you're going to have to lay that crap down and not let that be a model and a pattern for the rest of your life. Because wounded... People hurt people hurt. Wounded people bleed. And I have to tell you, most of us get tired of being bled on. Now, that's not an insinuation about anything last three days with these guys. Please don't go there. That's That's not what I'm saying. But I know that for the most part, men and women are deeply, deeply wounded. And many of you out there, I feel like a, psychology session here. Many of you out there, you don't have anybody. You you don't really don't have anybody. Single men, single women. It's not the way the Lord wanted it to be, right? It's not the way he wanted it to be. So uh, I told somebody the biggest problem I have in my life is I spend too much time with me. Anybody, anybody say amen on that? <laughs> I spend too much just hanging out with me. <laughs> no, way to, no way to clear my head. Nobody to yeah. talk to, nobody that I can go to and be honest. And say, you know, Dad, gone. This is really, God. Ah, ah, no, nope, nobody we can bleed out on, and so we dribble blood on everybody else all around us. Christ came to set us free from that, but you're going to have to. You got, you got to let go of it. You got to, you got to, you got to let go of it. I was thinking again. Uh, I was talking to, was it Judah? I don't know. I was talking to yesterday again. You don't have any idea what your mom and dad went through, what their, what their upbringing was like. Cut him a break. Cut your brother a break, for heaven's sakes. You're the Christian in the family, aren't you? Cut him a break. Lay it down. Move on. Yeah, yeah. It it hurts when somebody pokes that sore spot. Yeah, it's it's a reminder. See, that's why we're supposed to turn our wounds into scars. Because a scar is an evidence of a wounding. An open bleeding wound never heals. If I want you to want me to stand up and show you my, my appendix scar when I have my appendix taken out, it's evidence of a wound. Doesn't bother me anymore. But I don't go around with my shirt off showing everybody my wound. See, this is the way I am. See the star right here? You know what they did to me 20 years ago? Let go of it, will you, dudes? Let go of it. Set yourself free. Walk in the freedom of, of Christ. Every day it's available to you. If you want to drag that old anchor behind you, you go ahead and do it. You want to pull that millstone around everywhere you go, or you can make a decision that you're just going to let that thing go. I'm not going to let that shape me from here on. Yes? I would admit it's shaped me up to this point, but no more. No more. I ain't going to let that happen. I'm moving forward. A new man in Christ, a new woman in Christ. And uh, I don't even know why I'm going there, other than I know that I'm telling the truth. That's why i love to have some men show up at our event. Is it whatever? I can't remember dates. Our men's event. I had a guy email me today. He said to Coach. Kind of broke my heart, really. He says, "Coach, I really want to come, but I don't have a friend to bring." Wonder how many guys are out there like that, right? So uh, it is what it is. So anyway, Jr. and Jonathan, it's up on the screen, and Jared, I'll have it in the in the link today. It's it's really really good. Rebuilding the men, rebuilding the family. Boy. It's blowing up there. Uh, all right, let's let, let's go here. Let's go, uh, Joe. Come on in.
7: Uh, uh, thank you, Coach. Um, you know you when we were talking about the Lord in the beginning of the conversation tonight, or uh, well, this dark year, <laughs> uh, this morning. Uh, he was controversial. Uh, he didn't come in and hold his tongue uh, just to not offend. He said what had to be said. He didn't come there to offend. But if he needed to be offensive to do what the, his father was telling him to do, he did it. He, he, did, oh, it. he, he you did, did it.
0: Think, Joe, what would you think if somebody came up to you and said, hey, hey Joe, you are of your father, the devil. The work of your father you will do. There ain't much love in there, is there, Joe?
7: Um, not at the surface. Maybe if he wants me to uh change that situation.
0: Self-evaluation.
7: Change the situation until you acknowledge that that's a fact. That's right. So the the, the love is uh impliedly there if you um React and actually say you're right. I need to get you know. I we need to fix mm-hmm. that, don't we? We need to say yes. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. would just they would just battle with him. They wouldn't let him fix him, would they?
0: No, they would. They would. And John, I'm, I'm 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 reminded of a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago. Somebody said something to me I, they weren't saying it to me in love, by the way. They said, uh, "Coach, you you seem like you always want to pick a fight with everything that's going on." You know what my initial reaction was? Hey, dude, you ain't got any idea what I've been through. <laughs> you, you, hey, you ain't got any idea, buddy. You think you know, but you don't know. And because of what I've been through, maybe I am a little bit offensive, a little bit sharp, a little bit edgy. You don't know what I've been through. Amen? Everybody say amen? No, amen. We,
7: amen. we amen. have our battle scars amen. in life, Coach. Amen. Boom. These battle That's scars. Right. That, yeah.
0: Battle scars. So, here's what you do. You turn your wounds into scars. And some of you are still bleeding. You haven't let it become a scar yet. It's still a wound. Time to move beyond it. Thanks, Joe. Come on, Jonathan.
8: When you were talking about um, Jesus being you know, a f- vengeful and king-like. I thought of Psalm uh, 45. It's one of my favorites. I got, I love the Psalms, as just like you. Pull up,
0: for Spencer. Pull up Psalm 45.
8: If you look at the picture of our glorious Christ, this is going to feed into what the man is, where he says, um, "My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my composition concerning the King, capital K. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. You are fairer." Ooh. The beauty of Jesus right now he's talking about. Then the sons of men, grace is poured upon your lips. And of course, Jesus had beautiful words. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Then listen to this. Gird your sword on your thigh, O mighty one, with your glory and your majesty. In your majesty, ride prosperously because of truth,
0: humility,
8: And righteous, your right hand shall teach you awesome things. So this is about Jesus destroying the wicked. Amen. Young men need to come into being warriors, being fighters in the spirit realm. You know, first, you know, Jonathan,
0: thine thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies. Do you see that?
8: He's perfect in his warfare. He is precise. He is calculating. Even in his words in the gospel, they were perfectly calculated words to win the war because the demons came out to meet him. Why did all the demons show up when Jesus showed up? Because Jesus wanted to fight.
0: Right? Thou love, verse 7, Jonathan, thou lovest righteousness and hated wickedness. <laughs> do we do that, friends? We, love, we, we compromise with wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Oh, my goodness. Don't get me going, Jonathan. Reggie.
9: Thank you, Coach. You're so right. Um, When I, God is perfect. (laughs) He's so perfect. And when I take people on a journey in deliverance, I've been doing this for years, and we always go back to birth. And people go, what are we doing? They don't get it. And I'm like, trust me on this, the Holy Spirit, has taught me this. He's refined these steps that I take. And I, they don't understand it. There's things in their past that are forgotten or are, are insignificant that the Lord's digging deep in there. And I watched a 72 year old man fall apart on the floor, weeping at something he had never remembered. He was about four years old and that was what was holding on to all of the pain and suffering that he was, you know, experiencing all the way to 72. You know, people just they think they know better than God. They think, well, I just I, because you've forgotten it, it's okay now. You've let it go. No. No, so if, you're right, coach, that we have to I, you take journeys within yourself. you know I walk it's just beautiful to watch people be delivered, but they're, we have to be completely cleansed and the Holy Spirit will guide you through that. You just start asking him, what is it in my past?" So you're right, coach. It's beautiful. Thank
0: you man. Spencer, bring up John five real quick because I had this conversation with with. I could say, it. I had had this conversation with Steve Deck yesterday. God bless Steve Deck. Because he's, he's trying to help somebody get healed. He's trying to help them. And he's sharing with me. How to, so I'm not speaking in confidence or anything here. This is so important. Are, are you guys, can you see up on the screen? And after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. Is there in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk? Of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. You guys get this? All these, all these hurt people are laying at church or wherever they're laying. They're laying. Around. Impotent, blind, halt, withered. Anybody say amen? I know some of them. I, I know. Uh, yeah, I know some of them.
1: Boom.
0: For an angel used to go down at certain times in the season into and, and the pool and he'd trouble the water. And whoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there. And he'd had this infirmity of 38 years. He's still bleeding all over everybody, whatever it was it. 38 years he's been bleeding over. It was the lead story. It was the story of his life. He couldn't wait to tell people what he'd been through. And this guy had done this. And this guy did this. And my brothers did this. And my sister did this. And my first wife and bleed, 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 bleed. Jesus said unto him, Rise up. Oh, I'm sorry. The man uh, Jesus when Jesus saw him said, uh, uh, "I'm sorry." when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he'd been there a long time in that case, Jesus said to him, "Dude, do you want to be well?" <laughs> Thirty-eight years, still? <laughs> you want to be made whole? And can I tell you, Some of you don't want to be made whole, not really. You love petting. You love petting that harm that was done to you. Oh, you love reminiscing on it. Oh, oh, oh. It's like the old dog. Do you want to be made whole? Because if you're a Christian, there's liberty in Jesus. But he ain't going to do it for you. You're going to have to give it up. You have to give it up. Will you be made whole? Jesus said in him, uh Sir, the uh, impermanent, sir. I don't have a no man when the water's troubled to put me into the pool. I don't have any profit. I don't have anybody to run to, Lord. But while I'm coming, another one jumps in ahead of me, Lord. I'm watching people getting promoted all around me. Been that way my whole life. I could never get a break. My bosses never liked me. And, and my my little league coach, he, he made me play catcher, and I didn't want to play. It was on and on. I'm no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming there, another guy jumps in front of me, got elevated before me. And Jesus said, hey, dude, get up. Will you, dude, <laughs> will, you, will you get up, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. Pretty simple. Julie. Thanks, Coach. Good morning. This is so good. Um, hey, no, I Julie. Julie, hang on. I got to go on. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And it was on Sunday. And Jesus got in trouble. The Jews, therefore, said, and then he's cursed because he did it on Sunday. Not lawful. <laughs> go ahead, Julie.
5: Okay. It's so true what you said. Um, I think it goes back to the forgiveness part because so many people are holding it. Um, unforgiveness toward this person that person through the years and they're like 50 years old and they're still living in it but I think us as Christians for the people that don't know Christ as much to come alongside them and you know give them value show them who they are in Christ so that way they can let go of that stuff but that's,
0: awesome. a, that's what I said. That's that's uh, Julie. That's exactly what we try to do here at Coach Dave Live. We take got wounded guys and get them on the street.
9: Amen. Amen. And you
5: know another thing too. It will follow you. Unforgiveness will follow you for all. I've got a lady that's 88 years old, and you know she's held on to this. She's a Christian, but now she's at the point of her life where nobody comes around because of that. So yeah. This
0: one, and I keep kind of pour to her. So, <laughs> have a great okay, day. So, okay, listen now. Listen, <clears throat> this is not aimed at you, Julie. I hear the I heard the Holy Spirit. All right, it's not aimed at you because I, I chastise, not chastise. I had that conversation a couple times today, this weekend, this last three days. Hey, folks, not everybody says they're a Christian is a Christian. I'll say that again. Not everyone that we identify as Christians are Christians. They go to church, maybe. They have a form of godliness, and they did, but they deny the power thereof. They're not Christians, folks. You're dealing, we're all dealing with a lot of unsaved people who we think are Christians. They think they're Christians. And it's part of the problem because there's no power. There's no power in their life either over the things that we're talking about right now. You want somebody to be a Christian and you're holding a grudge and you're talking about, let go of it. Will you let go of it? Jesus said, hey, in that day, gonna be many men say, Lord, Lord, in your name. Uh, uh, boy, we did some great stuff in your name. He says, pardon me again. What, who are you? I don't think we've met. Oh yeah, no, no. I was, I was on the front row. Every, I was there Wednesday nights. So, oh God, I missed you. God, I miss you? So I think that uh, we, we want to give people the, the benefit of the doubt that if they're Christians, they're not walking in victory. And there's nothing worse than an unvictorious Christian, in my opinion. My opinion. I tread over scorpions, all the power of the enemy. I'm a victorious Christian man. I could come in here and cry and whine and moan about <laughs> what they did to me, no, nah, it was a launching point. It was a stepping stone. What are you going to make it? What are you going to make? What are you, you going to allow? Are you are you going to allow that episode that disappointment? What are, are you going to allow that? You mean to tell me that's going to be your life story? Man, you ain't free then. You ain't free. Come on, Jack. And then Randy.
1: Yeah, Coach. When you were reading the um, the first Psalm there, I think it was one forty-one. It dawned on me that most of Scripture is historical context but all the important stuff are one-liners and mm. that's the model we need to use all the important stuff were one-liners they weren't deep theological discourses on healing it was here it is do it and the the one-liners are what the model i think that we need to use because even the Mount of the sermon on the mount of olives what did it take Five minutes okay the, the the most famous sermon in the bible took maybe six minutes but we want to this this one hour deep theological um discourse on tongues or or yeah. whatever but we need to use the model that's set before us because all the potent stuff that you read this morning were all one-liners and it could all be used independently or you can that's lump true. them together so anyway folks, so, that's the model so for-
0: Here's what, here's what you – this is the way I do it, okay? <clears throat> are, are, you, are you walking in victory in your life? Are you getting victory over death, hell, and the grave every day in your life? Or are you bleeding on people? You're claiming to be a Christian and still bleeding? That's not supposed to be going on, boys and girls. Randy.
10: Coach, I'm going to do my best to make this connection. I hope we can see it. But, uh, okay, Jesus, Coach, Jesus said in Luke 24, he said, I fulfilled the law, I fulfilled the prophets, and I fulfilled the Psalms. I fulfilled everything concerning me. So when we read a Psalm and we see Christ in that Psalm, we're seeing him like, just like Jonathan said earlier, he fulfilled that when he did away with the prince of the, this world. He did it. He did it. He did. He fulfilled it. But God. But look, Coach. Here's the connection we got to make. What does Paul teach us in Colossians 1:24 through 27? Now let me read this. We need to connect this. We need to see. We need to walk just as Jesus walked on the earth. He had compassion to the lowly, to the people looking for him that wanted God. And he had. He had. He had uh, vengeance. He had wrath. He had. Against the wicked, the hate, the people that hated him. He he did both. He was both sides. Now look at this, coach. Now who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ and my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. This is Paul, Ooh. whereof I am made a minister according. Now now I'm saying, Coach, look, Paul went through hell in the physical to show people Christ. Okay. That's where we're at today. Okay, how many people want to go through any anything that's physical, that's that's tough to show them Christ? There's a good test. But look at Coach. Look at this. Look at this revelation here, and he says, "Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, the stewardship of God, which is given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery." He's going to show us a mystery, coach. And Look at this. Even the mystery, which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now, now he's showing them, is made manifest to his saints. Here's the mystery, coach. To whom God would make known what it, what is the riches of the glory of this among the Gentiles. What is it? Here's the mystery. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah. Coach, you see what he's saying? He's saying... Be compassion to the people that need compassion, but and just like I did. But be strong against sin and against the Phariseeism and against the hypocrisy and hate it like I did. We love
0: whom we, we, pre- we preach, warning every man.
10: So that's the next line, Randy. Yeah, exactly, Coach. So so people say, oh, we can't be strong. We can't we have to be compassionate like Jesus. We have to love him. That's just half of it. That's not the full gospel. The full gospel is to be strong and stand against evil and against sin and against anything yeah. that's contrary to the word of God. That is who we are. That's that's the fullness. That's the hope of glory, coach. That's what we should look like. We should look like the full picture of Christ, not the half picture. Why else would we have honor? And that's what the church is teaching, coach. It's a half gospel. It's a half picture of Christ. We have to see the fullness of Christ.
0: I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Not I. Christ lives within me. And the life that I now live, I live by the grace of the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. Wow, what a revelation that is. If you would really, really understand that you're dead to yourself, and you are the embodiment of Christ. You are that miracle that others see. You're it. And they told you to be nice and kind and loving and tolerant and diverse. And boy, whom the Lord loves, He chasteneth. That don't feel good, does it, Jessica? Thanks, Coach.
2: This has all been very good. And I think a message that a lot of us not only need to hear, but just need to meditate on. So my question is, when you, when you've forgiven someone and you've come to a point where you say, you know, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Um, but then you, then you start seeing that there seems to be fallout from this person, like a mile wide and it keeps happening, and the people that are being injured are people that are close enough to you that you can see it, that it's, that it's continuing, and so you're not picking at your own scab, but what you're observing is picking at that scab, you know, that, that wound that's been trying to heal, and, you know, how do you separate picking that back up for yourself, and, and say, okay, you know, I've forgiven them, but then you almost start questioning, like, do they know what they're doing? Because they're, it's, it, it starts to seem like maybe they do know what they're doing and they don't care. And the people who are being hurt by them are so deceived. They just don't, they, they can't see it for what it is or they feel trapped somehow. What, what do you do then? Maybe you could talk about, you know, because I think that's, I think a lot of people have forgiven. They think they've forgiven or, or they have. But then they just keeps they keep seeing something happen, or they see it happening to others, and and it just keeps you know picking at that that even if it's even if it's become a scar, it's like it's trying to reopen, you know, within themselves. And then, but then they're saying, okay, what do I do to help these other people? That then they're just blind to it; they can't see. They're just opening themselves up to be you know subjected to this. Um, So I guess that's that's my question.
0: Spencer, pull up. I just sent you an email. Spencer, pull it up there. Get that ready. <clears throat> this one. Uh, this is uh, country music at its finest. Very, very appropriate. Just, just listen to a few minutes of this. It's called "Digging Up Bones." Go ahead.
4: Last night I dug your picture out from our old dresser drawer. I set it on the table and I talked to it till four. I read some old love letters right up till the break of dawn. Yeah, I've been sitting alone digging up bones. Then I went through the jewelry and I found our wedding rings. I put mine on my finger and I gave yours a flame. Across this lonely bedroom of our recent broken home. Yet tonight I'm sitting alone, digging up bones. I'm digging up bones. I'm digging up bones. bones. Exhuming things that's better left alone. But I'm resurrecting memories of love that's dead. And
0: alone, digging up bones <laughs> Digging up bones, you can shut that and down That's, That's the point I'm making, man Digging up bones <laughs> I, I run into that all the time you, you run into it all the time When people begin to rehearse to you while, how they, How they were done wrong And it's true, it's true <laughs> How do you say, Lord, Lord? I don't, I don't, I don't want to carry that anymore, Lord. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to bleed all over that anymore, Lord. And that's the enemy. That's why it says, give no position, give no place to the devil, no position of opportunity. Don't give him a foothold. Stop digging up bones, Pastor Tom. Then Emma.
3: Good morning, Coach. Good morning, morning. Q. Uh, enjoy. Uh program today just sitting here thinking i was on the porch praying and listening and something about uh, scripture where god talks about in scripture talks about um forgetting our sins it's not that god forgets sins i mean he would not be omniscient what that's meaning in the original is he wills not to remember you see there's a greater grace to not remember he says we we are to forgive And here's the problem: we we we're all we're all equating forgiveness with forgetfulness, and that's Mm -hmm. not what God's saying. Here's the thing: God doesn't forget; He wills not to remember. And that's a great gift of grace that you put that offense where He wills not to keep bringing it up, picking up, or uh, you know, bringing up bones or looking at bones or whatever that, as Travis said, it's you know, digging up bones. It's, I will not to remember on that. I will not to remember. And that's the great grace. When when when
0: it comes up, when the hurt comes and you take it to the Lord, say, Lord, man, I. Exactly. I let go of (laughs) that. I let go of that, all right? Amen. It's under
3: the blood. And that is what Satan wants to do, is keep digging up bones, and that's called a zombie. (laughs) And see, zombies live off of the living. And see, that's where you're describing where people bleed all over people. It's years ago. That's the Lord spoke to me about zombies. They come out in the dark. They don't come to the light and they live off the living. And that's Hmm. where we got to leave that dead man that has the appearance of evil, but leave the dead man, that former self to our flesh that because we've already been dead. We When we get saved, if you're really saved, the Bible says we're to be dead to self, but alive to God. I, I've been crucified, past tense, with Christ. I no longer what? Live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live, live now in the flesh, I live by faith. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of thing. And easier said than done sometimes of things. And that's the process that we're all in it. We're in that process. Amen. Amen. That's, Amen. The that's the
0: point. You got to let go. got to let go. Thanks, Tom. Emma, come on in. Quit digging, I, I, them bones, Quit digging up bones, Emma! digging up
6: bones! I know that's right. I really do know that's right. Because that's been my experience for the last three or four years. But once I got delivered and really forgave, it, it you know, it took a long time to do that forgiveness. It's like cutting down a tree with a an axe or a hatchet. It took a long time. But once I finally got through it, then there's still some spots that hurt because there's still things going on. But mm. once I got delivered I started praying for my weak spots I recognized them men and I could pray about it every day and mm. I'm stronger I'm stronger
0: that's right isn't it great when you see something somebody getting something you're not and that feeling comes up inside of you and you can say oh Lord thanks for showing me my pride thanks for revealing my pride to me Lord All right that's what it's about <laughs> Amen. Roger come in
11: Oh, you know, I, um, I was not particularly close with my father and I'm, I'm kind of like you, Dave. I, I don't know if I got fathered or if I just got out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Um, but I, so we got to be uh, careful,
0: Roger, cause that can be a bone, can it? That can be a bone, yeah. that
11: can be a scab. <laughs> but yep. But I've always thought in my own life and, and I sometimes I've shared it with people because about, you know, about once a month, my dad would just pop in my mind. Um, and sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not, but we can't live there. No. We can't live there. I, I don't know if there's anything wrong with looking at a bone and, and evaluating it and having it, having it help change your life or your own children, let's say. But as believers in Christ, we cannot live around those bones.
0: We've got to come out of our graves, don't we, Roger? Come out, Take off... Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Lord. We all know the parable of of Lazarus. Does anybody off the top of their head know where that is? Does anybody know where that is? Find that for me real quick. John eleven. What is it? John John eleven. John eleven. Pull that up for me, because I'm gonna show you something. Roger just Roger just uh just hit upon it. Now a certain man was sick. <laughs> anybody know one anybody know any of those? <laughs> A certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, town of Mary and his sister Martha. And it goes on, and he's sick, and they go to the Lord, said, "Oh, he's, he's sick," and he dies, and and they said, "Oh, Lord, if you had just come there, if you'd just come there, he wouldn't be sick." And Jesus said, "Hey, sickness not unto death, but to the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified." Now Jesus, and Martha, and his sister Lazarus keep keeping on rolling up faster. So they go there, and. Um, Jesus shows up. I want you. To, Jesus shows up after Lazarus has been in the grave for a few days. Go on up, Jonathan. I'm sorry, Spencer. I don't know where. Hang on. There it is. They said Jesus said unto them, Plainly, Lazarus is dead. And then when Jesus came, he found where they'd lain the grave for four days already. Verse 18. And Martha said, as soon as she heard Jesus coming, she went to him and said, Look, if you'd been here, right? Here's what I'm getting. It's taking me a long time to get there. Lazarus, Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And he comes forth, right? And then the most amazing thing happens. Jesus said, there it is. Now we're getting it finally. Jesus, take away the stone, Martha. And they did. And he said, I oh, not know, it's going to stink. And he says, uh, he doesn't care. He says, he prays the Lord. He says, Lazarus, come forth. And there comes Lazarus. Look at this. And there he comes forth. Right there, verse 44. Bound. He came forth bound hand and foot in grave clothes. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Now understand this. Jesus had just loosed him. But he he said to those around him, get those dead grave clothes off of that guy, will you? Will you guys give him some life? So here's Lazarus, born again, really and truly, and bound. You see that? You guys see that? Born again and bound up. And Jesus said, boys, somebody unwrapped that guy. Somebody explained the gospel to him because he who once was dead is now alive. We got a lot of dead men walking. That's the way I see it. That's what Christianity is supposed to be about. Freeing men from dead dead men's clothes and resurrecting them into new life. John Brockoff, going in, John. By Hi. the way, John. By the way, John, uh, I'm enjoying your book. Can I tell you the truth? It's better than I thought it would be.
7: <laughs> well, um, I'm a I'm a night out you know and so I, i'm up real late, and so i often don't get up in time for the morning show but I, I set my alarm uh last night to make sure that i got in here today because of uh the doj uh, <clears throat> um, document uh, and yeah. i thought that i thought that would be the only thing we would be talking about
3: today
0: well john i'm gonna talk about it in the after show
3: Oh, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll hang in here then.
0: Yeah, there's some things that aren't for public. Uh, <laughs> you're with me, right? Jonathan, come on in.
8: I, as you've been talking and as I'm just gathering up all the verses and, and scripture that's been said and all the great words that have been said by the folks that have said words, what the Lord just showed me is this whole thing about being saved is... It's obviously warfare. Satan in the garden tricks—that's an act of war. When he tricked Eve and then brought Adam in, you know, brought it and they brought him into death. That was a trick that brought them into death. Then Cain kills Abel, but God puts enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. God introduces the war. So everything we're talking about is warfare. It is violence. You know, when you crucify somebody, that's violent. When you crucify your flesh, it's violent. When you talk to yourself in a very... This is what I do anyway. I've been doing it since I was a young man. I would talk to myself. I think David did this. When you feel sin rising up and you, you just say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to look at that naked thing. I'm not going to go over there. I'm not going to go hang with that. It's right. violence. It's violence with your flesh. But then it's this beautiful love that flows out of crucifying the flesh. And then we can go out and love people in a in a righteous way, because we're not. There's no uh, hidden agenda, as it were. Like there's nothing in it for me. I'm not thinking about me right now. I'm thinking about this person or this situation that God put me in. And so, thus, you know, everything we're doing is it runs amok to everything the system forces us to do. So we are we are literally pushing back evil every day we wake oh. up. And, and and this is what this is what I try to do every morning. The scripture says, his mercies are new every morning. I just think this is a new day. It's a new war. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, yesterday's done. I want to be the best I can be today.
0: That's it. Amen. That's, that's all I can think about. One day at a time, one step at a time, the, the battle's raging in front of us for, for sure. Amen. Jeff,
3: Coach, I've missed the whole week. Just a little prayer request out for me. I had a battle with a tree limb, knocked my hip, hip out of socket, stretched my T- I- IT band down my leg. I've been just, I've been to work. I'm walking with a cane, sitting in a lift chair. Just, it's getting better, but just pray for me to get healed up here.
0: Digging up bones. <laughs> yeah. Wait, tree fell on you. What?
3: Tree fell um, on you. Cutting limbs and one kicked out where it should not move. It was oh, about God. done, too. I got them all done, with the last one, it took me out. It's like, it wasn't that bad, but it was bad enough to mess with my hip socket. And, oh, uh, Chiropractors fixed me up. Everybody said, go to the hospital. And so I'm not going to the hospital.
0: They're <laughs> coming out there <laughs> dead. Heal up, Jeff. Mary Kelly. Can't hear you there, Mary. Ira.
5: Yes, Coach. Thank you. In regard to wounds, walls, and rebuilding, what Jonathan, J.R., and Randy said, um, I have John 15, 16, and 19 that applies to all of us. You did not choose me, but I chose you, no. and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit shall remain. What, whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world will love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I, but I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Amen. Be hated of all men is what it Amen. says, right? So, friends, listen, I want you to, <coughs> excuse me, as we kind of wrap this up here this morning, I want you to start practicing a little bit of a, a strength training exercise. And that strength training exercise is, you know what your emotional reactions are. Somebody says something, you hear a name, whatever, you know that feeling in your gut. And the only way that you're going to get immune from that feeling in your gut when somebody talks about something that brings up a bad memory is that you need to at that point ask the Lord this, ask the Holy Spirit this, why does that bother me? Why does that bother me, Lord? I don't think it should, but it does. And, Lord, reveal to me what it is, not the person, not that guy. Reveal in me what it is that makes me feel this way. Because you cannot control that other guy. You can only control you. And if you you get butt hurt because we're not following your plan or nobody listens to me, the problem is you. Say, Lord, why does this bother me? You say, well, coach, I just I want to get this out because I, I just know this will work. I just know this is work, and I get frustrated because nobody will listen to me. All right? Why does that bother you? Because every stress that you have in your life, I hate to tell you this, it's created by you your reaction to what somebody else has said or done or an experience that you've had. And so, so to really, really be healed, you need to simply ask the Lord, Lord, why does that hurt? Why, Rather than getting mad at somebody else because they exposed that wound, say, Lord, wh- why is that? Lord, take that away from me. Will you? I don't. Want, I don't carry that, Lord. I don't want to give that guy that problem, that situation. I don't want to give that thing that much control over me, Lord. I don't want that. When Jesus hung on the cross, I I say this often. This is important, folks. When Jesus hung on the cross, he'd he'd been going around forgiving sins all through town. That's why they were mad at him. He said, you don't have the power to forgive sins. And he's hanging on the cross. And what's the last thing he says? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Meaning, he realized that feeling that he had in his heart. He knew it wasn't good. He said, Lord, take this. I, I, don't, I don't want to carry this. I forgive him. You forgive him. You're going to have to handle this one for me. Lord. Hey, Christians, stop believing on each other. Quit digging up them bones, huh? We'll see you tomorrow.